Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kara Tabor. The House GOP is preparing its first big policy rollout, a new energy bill. But the legislation will not be an easy victory. Speaker Kevin McCarthy is hopeful this bill will unite his sometimes fractured party, whose members touted many of the energy-related proposals on the campaign trail. The package includes both longtime ideological priorities, such as boosting drilling on federal lands, as well as an opening bid to ease permitting of energy projects, a policy area with bipartisan interest. But since the Republicans hold such a slim majority, moving the bill to the finish could prove tricky. Today, we talk with Politico's Josh Siegel about key points in the House GOP energy bill and the challenges McCarthy could face ahead of the legislation hitting the floor at the end of March. It's Tuesday, March 7th. The overarching goal is is really to unite the conference, right? So we know that House Republicans' uh, ideologies, you know, there's some differences there, but they feel like energy is an issue that to start off with, there's a lot of unity around. So some of this is popular ideas among Republicans that don't have a chance at getting Democratic support, but are more around messaging. So those are around really targeting some President Biden policies around oil and gas leasing on federal lands, you know, accelerating production on federal lands and export of natural gas, disapproving of the president's cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline, which was a big visible move from Biden. But some of this also involves permitting, which I'm sure we'll get into. And so there's kind of this combination and permitting is one that has some bipartisan interests. So some of it is very much designed to message, but some of it, you know, there are parts that they feel like they can peel off and get bipartisan support. One part of this legislation that Republicans are eager to highlight is energy permitting. It's something that has garnered a lot of bipartisan attention recently. Why is this so anticipated? It's because it's really House Republicans opening pitch on this issue, which, again, you know, really emerged late last year when Joe Manchin, uh, in exchange for his vote for the Inflation Reduction Act, Democratic leaders uh, agreed to try to pursue a permitting bill that he prioritize. It didn't end up passing due in large part to opposition from Republicans who didn't like that Manchin was doing this you know, without much of their input. But this permitting is an issue that they've actually been championing longer than Democrats because they saw that environmental laws, in their view, were, were getting in the way of permitting energy infrastructure. And, and it used to be largely oil and gas, but now it's happening with clean energy more so. So people are really watching to see what the Republicans put forth. So they are going a little bit more aggressive than Democrats might, and they're really trying to overhaul the National Environmental Policy Act, or NEPA. So Democrats are already signaling they're not super comfortable with how Republicans are going about it. But there are some more moderate Democrats. I talked to a Scott Peters of California who says, I'm looking forward to seeing what they put out. I wouldn't expect Republicans' first bill in this area to be something we would support as Democrats. But, you know, we have an interest in this. So let's see what they put out and then we can negotiate from there is kind of the thought. How do Republicans potentially face a messaging challenge in selling this bill to the public? And how are Democrats looking to exploit that? This legislative package, which will be, you know, somewhere in the ballpark of 20 bills, it kind of compiles ideas that Republicans first started with this energy 
Climate and Conservation Task Force that Speaker McCarthy created in the lead up to the midterm elections last year that was intended to in part be a messaging vehicle to show that you know, they have ideas around climate change and they say their policies are more, quote, you know, rational and balanced and all of the above is their big mantra. But what's interesting now is you're not hearing as much about climate. And I think that in part, that's because, you know, Russia's invasion of Ukraine has really highlighted this issue of energy security and the, and the need and, and a lot of analysts eyes and, of course, Republicans eyes to have ample supplies of oil and gas, even as the world is transitioning off fossil fuels. So you're seeing more of kind of the pro-fossil fuel rhetoric. You are seeing some Republicans play up the potential clean energy benefits around permitting. So, you know, it's kind of in trying to be an all things to all people and get all the Republicans to vote for this, you know, there's kind of a potential that the messaging gets lost. And you're already seeing Democrats, you know, I spoke with Kathy Casters of Florida, a Democrat, and she's like, to me, their agenda is just all for the polluters and big oil. There's such dissonance and kind of how they're talking about it. She called it confusing. So Democrats will be eager to exploit that. So all of that said, what are some of the biggest challenges ahead for Speaker McCarthy with this legislation? Right. So my colleague, Sarah Ferris, who reported this story for me, really got into some of the process components that are going to be interesting to follow. So senior Republicans are still deciding how exactly to maneuver on the floor when, again, they're going to bring forward these 20 or so bills into one package. And they're still deciding if they want to do a so-called open rule, which would essentially allow amendments. There's could be some limits on that, but allowing lawmakers to kind of try to change the, the bill in real time. And we saw them kind of test this out in January related to an energy bill that was dealing with uh, Biden's use of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And what we saw is that there were some amendments that you know made some tricky votes for Republicans, particularly around offshore drilling, where Florida Republicans, you know, of course, are opposed to offshore drilling. So that kind of pitted them against pro-drilling members of their party. That will be one thing is just kind of managing that, how they decide to go about it, because they only have a five vote margin Republicans in the House. So if they're tripped up over amendments that could challenge their vow to, to really, you know, again, they see this as this is the Republican energy plan. We can get this through pretty easily. They're confident. All things and all people, as we said. So but there's still challenges. This is not a shoe in. Also, on Monday, CEOs of prominent energy companies sounded the alarm on Europe falling behind the U.S. in the race to reduce greenhouse gas emissions in comments at the Sarah Week Global Energy Conference in Houston. This comes after the rollout of the Inflation Reduction Act, which was designed to draw more climate-related investments to the U.S., including subsidies and tax credits for companies to develop batteries, electric vehicles, hydrogen, and other alternative fuel and emission reduction projects. Europe has not developed its own signature climate change legislation, but the energy executives warned the policy difference between it and the U.S. could potentially slow energy investments around the world. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kara Tabor, and we'll see you back tomorrow.
Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.